Welcome to Is This Real Life? A Bravo podcast that relates our favorite shows to our own lives and the world around us. I'm your host, Mandy Slutsker. Let's get to it. Hi, everyone. I usually start out this podcast saying, I hope you all had a good week. But how could you have a good week after what has transpired with Ariana Maddox on Vanderpump Rules? I have three words to sum up my response. In the words of Brittany from Kentucky, rot in hell. (laughs) I cannot believe what happened. I am so shocked, truly. I don't know if I've been this shocked since Kristen actually slept with Jax on, I believe, season two of Vanderpump Rules. But you know what? This is actually more shocking to me because all season on season two of Vanderpump Rules, Stasi kept on bringing it up. I think you know, Kristen and Jack slept together. I think Kristen and Jack slept together. She kept bringing it up. So it was at least in our heads. When I saw the news break that Tom and Ariana had broken up after being together for nine years because he hooked up with Raquel? Raquel? What the hell? And we all thought she was messing around with Schwartz, but clearly that was a decoy. Okay, going to bring it right back to the beginning. So it all started on Wednesday, March 1st. Raquel and Sheena were in New York City for Watch What Happens Live. Our friend Mary Payne Gilbert was also at Watch What Happens Live. She actually, her and her sister were one of the Collins who had a question for Raquel at the after show. Anyway, it's clear that while that all was filming, that no one knew anything, that Sheena didn't know anything, Andy didn't know anything, Raquel hadn't shared anything. Three hours earlier, which is on the West Coast, Ariana was with Tom Sandoval at one of his concerts, I believe somewhere in Orange County, that was for Tom and the most extras. And man, is he extra. And At that moment, I believe Raquel had sent a sexually explicit video to Tom Sandoval. Ariana saw his phone, saw the video, and then scrolled back and saw that there had been months and months of inappropriate text messages exchanged between Raquel and Tom Sandoval to the point that it was clear that some sort of affair had been going on. So Ariana and Tom leave. They go home. I believe she finds out, he confesses, and they end things. I don't know who notifies Sheena, but it's my understanding that Sheena confronted Raquel in New York City at a bar after they had taped Watch What Happens Live, which was that night live. And There are allegations now, and I don't know what's true and what's not, that Sheena was so mad, she actually punched Raquel in the face, and Raquel now has a black eye. Not sure if that's true. You know me, I never condone physical violence. I don't think that is an appropriate response for absolutely anything. 
but um, it, it appears that Shino was very taken aback by this news as well. And from my vantage point, it seems like no one on the cast was aware that this was happening, with the exception of Sandoval, Raquel, and I believe Tom Schwartz. So looking back, it appears that this whole storyline of her making out with Schwartz, which we know she makes out with him, is really, I believe, uh, to throw us off. And even looking back a few weeks ago when Raquel posted the picture of her and Tom Schwartz in front of Schwartz and Sandy's and she was wearing, you know, had a peace sign going on and everyone was getting riled up and, you know, Katie was responding and Stassi Schroeder was responding and like everyone was so riled up. I believe that was because people were on to Raquel and Sandoval and they tried to throw everyone off. So what we found out, much of which has been through Demois, who apparently had heard about this as far back as December, but didn't post it due to respect for Ariana. And, you know, again, none of it was officially confirmed. So it appears that Raquel and Tom Sandoval have been having some sort of affair since July of 2022. Oh my God, just the gut punch that Ariana must have had when she figured out that one of her really good friends and her life partner of nine years, she owns a home with, they have animals together, they were building their lives together, that all the time that the three of them were hanging out, that Raquel was around, that she was at Schwartz and Sandy's, that she was going on her own to the Tom and the Most Extras concerts that this was what was happening behind the scenes. And I can't even begin to imagine how she's probably retracing everything and wondering, oh my God, this was happening beneath my nose the entire time. There are allegations that it started when Ariana went to Florida to visit her family and that Raquel stayed over at Ariana and Sandoval's house. And that sometimes Raquel would come when Ariana was sleeping and they would hook up in another room, a la Jackson Kristen watching Drive when Tom Sandoval was in the next room. I mean, this goes back to like, what is it with these people on this show having sex, knowing someone is right there? Like, do they get off on it? It is so weird. Going back like to season six, Jackson Faith had sex when there was an elderly woman in the room with them. I mean, <laughs> oh my God. These people are all mad. And of course, you've got everyone on the show coming out in support of Ariana, so angry with what's been going on. But many of these people are garbage people too who have also cheated. Notably, James Kennedy, Lala. Although, to be fair to Lala, this all occurred while she was drinking and she is now sober. So it appears that her, you know, behavior has changed. Oh my gosh, I am so shocked. I didn't believe it was real until I saw what Jeremy Maddox had posted on James Kennedy's Instagram post, which was a paragraph kind of going after how sick Raquel and Sandoval are, how she was just a fan of the show and like, Everyone is so toxic. I mean, he's got one thing right. They all are toxic. 
And of all the people on the show, I just, I wouldn't have pegged Tom Sandoval to be the most toxic of them all. I mean, he was carrying on this affair for seven months while continuing his relationship with Ariana, knowing that it was all a lie. And we know that he has been in touch with his PR representative and that there are stories that are going to come out in the coming days and weeks that are going to paint Ariana in a bad light or make it appear that Ariana and Sandoval had maybe broken up earlier than they really did. I don't know exactly what's coming, but I know it's all going to be bullshit and it's going to be spin from his PR agent because he called that agent and said, we got to salvage what's left. Thank God Ariana has a wonderful, wonderful community of support around her. She has many friends both on and off the show who she has been there for in their lowest moments, and I'm so glad they are coming to her aid now. We saw that Sheena and Katie and Kristen and so many others have rallied around her, brought her out on Friday night when all this news kind of hit the, you know, blogs and the, I mean, People Magazine. I mean, this is, they had paparazzi outside of that Valley Village house. And it's all being captured on camera. As soon as producers got wind of what was going on, which was likely Wednesday night, Thursday morning, they called in everyone to get their reactions on camera. They got the Tom and Ariana breakup in their house on camera. And I believe this is now going to be, you know, the ending for the season because it had ended, it wrapped months and months ago. Uh, We're all going to be watching this show now and knowing what's going on. And it's just, I think we're going to start seeing clues that we didn't see before. I am, I am, again, just absolutely floored and so, so angry. I mean, how dare, how dare they do this to her? If you decide that you fall in love with someone and you want to be with them and you want to leave your partner, then just fucking leave your partner. Don't carry on a secret affair for seven months while sleeping in the same bed as your partner. Honestly, I bet that he's going to pull a spin that they had an open relationship and he thought, I don't, I don't know what he's going to pull, but for him to end up being the most toxic narcissist on Bravo this year, I mean, like, I feel like this is on Lenny Hochstein level. Maybe, you know what? Not even as bad. At least Lenny didn't hook up with one of Lisa's closest friends. Ugh. I'm I'm really disgusted. I am here for this sandwich shop that Ariana and Katie are, you know, putting together. I believe that Ariana is going to have so many wonderful things come into her life now that she doesn't have to put her energy into Tom Sandoval and all of his weird endeavors from the fucking band to all of his other shit that he has going on. She can now focus solely on herself. And if she decides she wants a partner in the future, I'm sure she will find someone who is worthy of her and who actually wants to be a partner and wants to see her shine. Because looking back, Sandoval never let Ariana have her own shine. He had to be part of it. Even the idea to do the cocktail book. 
I mean, he inserted himself into that. She could have done it on her own with Danny Pellegrino. They didn't need Tom Sandoval. He never let her have her own thing. And she let him have his own. He needed so much ass kissing. You know what? And I bet his ego just absolutely ballooned. And Raquel swooped in there and was telling him all these amazing things that he wanted to hear and stroked his ego. And and honestly, fuck Tom Schwartz for playing the role of a decoy because you know he knew what was going on. He's the only person that has not appeared shocked by this. And I don't even know if he's living his real life on screen because we all know that there's this woman named Joe that he's been into. There's a former Vanderpump Rules hairstylist that was living with him for a period of time. And who knows? Who knows what's real and what's not? But what's real is that Ariana was deeply, deeply betrayed. And I'm here for everyone tearing Tom Sandoval Tom Schwartz and Raquel, a new one at the reunion. I have no idea where we go from here. I feel like this will permanently fracture the group. And I actually don't know how they will continue to film as a cohesive group after what happened. Although they were able to film after season two and all of the betrayals that happened with that. So and some other Bravo news. Uh, Drew and Raph filed for divorce, which I talk about in this week's episode with B from uh, you guys know as Pet Chat Boy on Instagram and on Twitter. Him and I talk through a bunch of stuff, but we recorded on Wednesday, which was consequently when a lot of this stuff was actually going down. Little did we know. Um, there's also been lots of drama between Mia, G, and Peter Thomas. I'm kind of bored by it. I think they're all liars, particularly Mia and Peter Thomas, for him to be like, oh, you know, Wendy used me to for storyline. Like, you didn't have to film with her. Like, <laughs> you're acting like you don't know her. You're acting like you don't know Mia and G. You're the liar. He's always been so damn thirsty. Um, we saw a guy named Josh, who is a boxing coach on this past week's Summer House. Turns out Josh may be in a relationship with Madonna. <laughs> so now we know why Sam wasn't really his type. Um, and also, Heather Dubrow's son, Ace, has come out as transgender. And her and her family are very, very supportive of him. And I just wanted to point out that... There are a bunch of laws that are getting passed now in state legislatures in the United States that would go after someone like Heather DeBro criminally for what she is doing, supporting her son, just letting her son live life as a boy wearing boys' clothes. And um, I hope people pay attention to what's going on if it's happening in your state. I hope that you speak out against it. Call your representatives at your state legislature and let them know what you think. Because um, I think it's absolutely beautiful what Heather and Terry and the whole family are doing to support their child. And, you know, every parent um, should create a loving environment for their child. And allowing the child to live how the child wants to live is not a form of child abuse. Okay, off my soapbox. <laughs> well, this week on the podcast, B and I talk through 
you know, the Real Housewives of New Jersey, Potomac, and Summer House. But we don't talk about Vanderpump Rules because, sadly, he doesn't watch it. And he he said it would take another pandemic to get him to dive into it. And let me tell you, after this week, I wonder if he's just a little bit curious, going to have to check back in with him and see if he's willing to start from the beginning to understand the drama of what has transpired. I hope you guys are doing all right. I would love to hear your feedback and your thoughts on all of the stuff that's going on between all of the people on Vanderpump Rules. I, I'm, it's, this is the first time, aside from Lisa Hochstein, that I feel like we're all kind of united, and especially when it comes to Vanderpump Rules, because each character on this show, each person is so volatile, and you can really like them at points, and you can really dislike them at points. And Ariana, for me, has been someone who I've always just thought was such a kind person. Everyone that knows her, that is friends with her, say that she's truly friendly, that she you know, is always supporting her friends and her family, and just doesn't really shit on people and i it's really sad that they that they decide to shit on her so oh man again guys i'm still processing this <laughs> all right well thank you so much for listening as always if you like the podcast go ahead give it a five star review and leave a kind note and feel free to reach out to me at Mandy Slutsker on Instagram. I am here for all of your crazy Vanderpump takes and everything else that's going on. All right, we'll take a quick break and then back to my chat with B, who you all know as Pet Shop Boy. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everyone. I am here with B from host of the podcast, The B List with Pet Shop Boy. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm reclined. Um, I'm glad I could make it today. I totally, this totally slipped my mind, um, but you reminded me. So we're here. We're here. Um, we're ready we're here. to talk. Housewives. You know, it's been kind of a crazy day in Housewives news. Is it? Oh, a little well, oh, bit. Yeah. I feel like well, on social media. So, I was just telling you before, I've got a really crazy work month-ish, so I'm like not on social media during the day. I'm not Mm -hmm. checking anything during the day. And Mm -hmm. I just logged in, and I found I missed that Drew's husband on Atlanta filed for divorce, and Mm -hmm. that Peter, Wendy, and Mia and all them are fighting. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm more interested in the Drew and the Ralph of it all. Me too. Um, Interested in them like both racing to the courthouse to beat each other, and I guess you saw oh, that TMZ. Oh, you didn't see? So no, I just saw so, like Queens of Bravo. So he filed, but then an hour later, TMZ updated. Apparently, Drew made it to the courthouse sixty-one minutes before he did to file before him. This is so. <laughs> Do they? I always wonder this. Two did dummies. They, did they both list the same date of separation? I oh, always find I that know. interesting because. 
See, I don't know that much about divorce proceedings. I don't really. I just know in the paperwork, you're supposed to say, like, we have been separated since a certain date Mm because it starts a clock for a number of things. Like in Virginia, which is right near D.C., you have to be separated for a full year before you can file for divorce, which we saw with Ashley It's true, yeah, with Ashley, yeah. So, and I, I know people who have gone through it or their husbands have gone through it or something like that, but mm-hmm. if they have different dates of separation, it's just interesting because it's clear that like one person thought, okay, after that fight, we decided we were like done, but then like yeah. someone else was like, oh no, they thought it was like a couple weeks later or like a month yeah, yeah, later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or like two seasons later. Right. <laughs> God, what a! I decided they were over from the second that he stepped on the scene. I mean, I don't. When he couldn't explain what happened in Tampa, Tampa, I'm fully right. I'm fully done with this man. He is a gaslighter. Mm-hmm. He is a liar. He is a terrible husband, and he is incredibly hot. <laughs> he is pretty hot. I just he's all of those over things <laughs> that he had the audacity to write a book about step parenting, but. <laughs> <laughs> like didn't talk to the person he co-parents with yeah about yeah. any of it she didn't read it oh my god it ha- did it Who knows ever she- become maybe she published can't read. maybe she can't read <laughs> maybe she hope she reads this divorce paperwork <laughs> before she signs anything i hope she, she the has one with her money, own lawyer yeah that's the big issue i don't think ashley yeah. used her own lawyer until it was very clear they were getting divorced but I think she used his lawyer when they were renegotiating the post-nup. Because if she agreed to all that shit where she didn't get anything, mm-hmm. that meant she didn't hire her own lawyer. Someone who is looking out for your best interest would never let you sign that kind of paperwork. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Ashley's kind of like a scammer in the sense that like, like people always like kind of thought that she was way smarter than she actually is in the Clearly end Clearly not. Like I think... <laughs> Because, I mean, you know, from all appearances from the past, um, I don't know how many seasons we're in now, like seven. It's just like she's always seemed quick-witted, the smartest one in the room. She has a game plan. We've always been like, she knows what she's doing. She's going to leave him when she has, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then she left him. The only people I think that got tricked here were us because we thought that she was a lot smarter than this. I mean, she really screwed herself out of. I think had to work in that damn restaurant with the kangaroo meat. (laughs) I went there. You did? How yeah. was it? Silver Springs? Um, so I didn't Silver Springs, get... Silver Springs, right? No, it was called Oz. No, but it's in Silver Springs, right? No, it Isn't was it? in Clarendon in Arlington, Virginia. Oh, okay. When okay. I went, at least. It, and then it closed and, you know, never again. Yeah. The only thing I remember is they served ice cream in their coffee. And I was there for brunch. And it was Uh-oh. just... That's kind of interesting. Yeah, it was interesting. Like, that was nice. Um, huh, yeah. The food was not particularly incredible. Yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah. You know, <laughs> it didn't look particularly <laughs> incredible on the show either. But with Ashley, I feel like she's really smart when it comes to making reality TV. I think she yeah, is yes. not smart when it comes to relationships and decisions yes. for her own best interest. Yeah. That's I could yeah, that's a more like nuanced way of saying what I said. I don't think she's stupid, guys. I just think that <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not like, saying uh, that. It's just like she yeah, yeah, clearly yeah. in real life can't figure stuff out. She's kind of seems a little bit 
like kind of a grown up child. Childlike. Yeah, that's just what I was right? thinking. Because he started taking Not care like of immature. her when she was like 24 or 25. And I and don't know if she's ever paid a credit stuff. card bill. I don't know if she knows like how they calculate a mortgage. Like, yeah. I don't know if she knows yeah. what happens when you don't pay your mortgage. Like, And, <laughs> and I don't think it's necessarily because she didn't like pay attention to these things. I think it's because, you know, she explains her situation with Sheila. And Sheila was kind of, kind of had a crazy way of bringing her up. And then she, her father wasn't in the photo. So I don't, you know, it seems a little bit like she's kind of stunted adolescence a little bit. She doesn't seem immature. She seems like she's probably gone from like one parental situation to like basically another kind of variance of it by being with Michael, being taken care of. I have some friends that know her from going to the park mm-hmm. with their kids. And By the way, guys, I think she's probably very lovely. I mean, no, actually, I, I think meet she's, her probably once. she's lovely. Kind, she's one of my right? favorites. But um, so my friends don't really watch the show. But after you know hanging around her, they figured out who she was, kind of. Mm-hmm. And one, mm-hmm. one of them um, was just like, she's so annoying how she talks to her kids. Like she talks oh, really? to them like they're kids. And I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. but. A lot of parents do that. You just talk yeah. to your kids like they're more mature. And she's like, well, I don't want yeah. my kids to be babied. It's just like, hey, yeah. do you want to play on the swing? Rather like, hey, do you want to play on the swing? <laughs> I think that, well, I think that Ashley really enjoys being a mother. Some people, I think so too. Not that your friend doesn't, but it's just like, I think that Ashley, this is something that she's really wanted for her. I, I bet Kenya Moore probably talks to her daughters. This, you know what I mean? I think that right, and it's it means something different. It's also to her. babying a child that because you weren't babied. Yes, exactly. I think that's, that's it. Yeah. More like so, I think it's kind of sweet, actually. But yeah, um, I, okay. I have a feeling that Ashley's probably a great parent. I think oh, so too. Ren, random question, just because we're on the topic of Silver Springs for a second, because mm-hmm. I brought it up. Silver Springs. I was there once. I know it's a nice area, right? Um, yeah, parts ish, are nice. Yeah? Parts aren't. Okay. Just like everywhere. If, if someone was like a housewife in Silver Springs, could they be on Potomac? Or is that too oh, far? Oh, yeah. Out? No, it's not too far at all. So Silver oh, Spring okay. is to the east of Bethesda. Close to, Closer than uh, Wendy lives, probably. I mean, closer than... I mean, closer <laughs> than Robin Candace lives. <laughs> Candace actually lives south of D.C. Oh, so wow. So she lives way out of go, all the way around D.C. or through Virginia to get to Potomac, Maryland from where Candace lives. It's like that's why Ash, completely south. That's why Ashley didn't want to leave her house at that dinner party. <laughs> so she had to kick her out twice. That might have been uh, also <laughs> like, no, south, but in a different area. But okay, yeah, yeah, you're so right. Like they're, They <laughs> are so geographically separated. The thing that they have in common is that they are all women of color and mm-hmm. they all live in the general D.C., Virginia, Maryland area. Some have a lot more ties to D.C. Others have way more ties to Baltimore. Like yeah. Wendy yeah. is all yeah. Baltimore. Mia is primarily Baltimore. It's Baltimore. She's not as mm-hmm. much D.C. And then you've got Giselle is a little more D.C. Candace is all D.C. Yeah. So yeah. it's just That's kind of the same thing with like Jersey too. So explain to me, where do they all live? Do they all live <laughs> in Paramus? Because we hear about Paramus all the time. Paramus is where um, Jennifer lives around yes. Paramus. Um, 
she talks about it on the show, so it's no secret. I'm not right. Like, they, she talks, she talks about, about, about the seeing time. the mall yeah. parking lot of the Garden State Plaza, which is like the largest mall. Um, check out the food court; it's really good. Um, and then, so she lives there. That's really close to the city. Actually, it's probably like about 30 minutes outside of the city. Yeah. And but the closest into the city is Margaret, Margaret. and Jackie. Yeah, they live more north. Um, but still close enough to Paramus where it's probably like, I think like a 20 minute drive, maybe 30. Would they take that bridge that goes into like the four? George Washington. Oh, it's the George Washington bridge that goes mm-hmm. into New York City from there? Um, Yeah. And I think that. What's the Fort Lee? The bridge that goes. That's from, like, south. Got that's it. That's south, I think. Yeah, okay. I think that's more like that leads to Staten Island, I want to say. I'm probably, guys, forgive me if I'm fucking this up. I actually up. Like, have no idea. <laughs> I was like, which is the bridge that um, Chris Christie closed in <laughs> bridge gate? Like... Um, no, but in terms of like neighbors, like Siggy, Margaret, and Jackie all live very close proximity to each other. Um, Jennifer, Teresa, mm-hmm. and Melissa kind of live a bit closer. The new girls... I don't know where Rachel and Jen live, but I do know that the Danielle, I believe, lives closer to the shore. So, like, she's really... Oh, she's, so like, she's far. Like, yeah. So, she's, like, I think, like, an hour away, I want to oh say. Oh, my God. Yeah. I've never been there, but that's... I mean, I've been to the shore, but I've not been to her house, so I don't Should know. Should we start with Jersey? Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> so, want to get your thoughts on all the new women. Jen Fessler, friend of Rachel and Danielle. I really like Jen and Rachel, don't you? I think Jen Fessler is the best representation of a Jew that we've seen on Bravo (laughs) ever. And I am so happy to actually see someone reflected how I feel. (laughs) I'm a very like NYNJ metro area Jew. I love it. (laughs) I said before, the only thing she was wrong about was that Jews feel guilty about sex. That is not a thing. We actually are told (laughs) that it's a double mitzvah to have sex with your partner on Shabbat. Like sex is encouraged. But okay. she was so right that we're all in therapy. <laughs> she's so um, what a lovely lady. She's like, awesome. she's such a pleasure. Whether she stays a friend of or eventually becomes full time is to be seen. I don't know. Like, but in any capacity, I think she's kind of like the she's like the northeast Kiki. Kiki. I was just gonna say Kiki Barth. <laughs> I was like, she's just like the right amount Kiki. of humor and fun yeah. and like. Just a little bit of a comedy break from all of the drama. Drama. I can see why maybe she wouldn't be full-time right now because we already have a Margaret. And she's very similar. Yes. Margaret kind of does that. Um, I'm enjoying it. I really like Rachel. She's I think cool she's kind of – she seems like a natural. She does seem right? like a natural. I think I worry about her <laughs> – Like, I want her to make sure that she's okay with herself and her body and her kids and all that before embarking and having another because she just had a kid two months ago. It's true. Yeah. Like, that's that that she has a little little baby. Yeah. We've never seen a housewife this quickly, like, after giving birth and and show it the way she's showing it. We've seen, like, Ashley show the realness. And Dr. Wendy, her first season, she was postpartum, but I think she was trying to, like, not make that her whole thing. But, man, two months after, I don't know how – I don't know how the fuck she's doing this. And on Jersey. I don't think Jersey's, like, the show for that pace. Like, you you could probably do that on, like – OC. OC, I was going to say, yeah. or something like that. 
Jersey, the energy just doesn't really like, like. Like, I want her to calm down and just like yeah. take a deep breath and enjoy where she's at in life. We're throwing stuff on Jersey. And They're I don't just... expect the women to stop throwing stuff because someone's pregnant there. So consider that. That's something yeah, to that's consider. That's true. Um, I could not believe that Jennifer actually said basically that Rachel's nose job was bad because I don't think Rachel's nose job is bad. I think Jen's nose job is bad. I don't think that she said, she didn't say that though, right? She said, did you have a nose job? Is it, is the swelling or something? I think. No, she, and then when she was like, oh, well, you know, I know that I've gotten comments about a bad nose job and like you had a bad nose job. Like she said it kind of like that. Oh, she said that. Oh, Yeah, like in that kind of a way. I don't know exactly the wording. But Jen, what is it about Jen Aiden that she just drives people away from her? She creates an island. I like Jen Aiden. For the show, yeah. For the show, Yeah. But I'll be honest, I think after what I've noticed this season already is I think she's kind of jumped the shark a bit. I think we're now kind of on the decline. I think that she built up for a long time and built up this kind of fan base and people because she was so like unlikable that first season that she was on. And so when you kind of saw more of her, it was like, this is a joy. Like she's kind of a a fun mess. Mm -hmm. But now it's the texting people's friends behind their back, calling people to talk about Dolores, talk about Margaret. She's kind of a dog with a bone and it's not fun because the reason that we brought all these new people on was to have fun again. Right. And she's, she's so dark on this show. And I don't think that it's like, I don't think she, I think it's, it's like, who's someone that's similar that I think that it was like Dorinda. Mm, Oh, that's dark. That's in her own way. Mm-hmm. And it gets in her own way and calls production and gets too into the machinations of the show as opposed to just living her life. She's focused on like finding out drama about Melissa, finding out, you know, or dirt rather about Melissa and all that stuff. And it's, I don't know, it's not the vibe. I just, I I think the issue is that she can't let things go in a way that is more fun for the audience to watch. Clearly, Melissa and Teresa are the queens of not letting things go. But it's nice to be able to see, like, the friendship that Dolores and Margaret have. Like, we need more different dynamic. It can't be, like, one, like, this side, team A, team B, like... That's not fun to watch. We want to see the more complicated, nuanced friendships, you know? Yeah. And she just hasn't been able to do that with anyone. It's like... I don't think she can see what kind of show this is really supposed to ultimately be. It's not supposed to be just a soap opera about scheming. And it really is a show about family and friends and, you know... I don't... I truly... Like, I mean this not in a negative way. (laughs) But I don't know how many <laughs> friends she has. Like, it seems like her family is so large and she has I so many that kids. She's, most of her friends are her family. Yeah. No, right. And that. And that yeah. But when it comes to relationships outside of your family, it is a little different. Right. And yeah. Yeah. I don't think she knows how to navigate those relationships because yeah. she's already like talking to someone brand new and talking shit about another person. And that's just and like, not understanding that they're going to tell the other yeah, person. Yeah. And that's just not how you. I guess you could build a relationship off of both not liking the Plenty same person, do. but that's just like not. <laughs> that's what the, it's people not build an healthy. entire franchise about it called Real Housewives <laughs> of Beverly Hills. So that's like, true. That's but, true. Um, 
But then you look at someone like Margaret, who's the exact opposite of that. I mean, she probably has more friends than anybody on the show combined, like all of them combined. Okay, you know? she does. But what's the deal with that friend that was like her best friend and then went yeah. and talked to Teresa and I met Jennifer? that woman, but I don't know the story. Because that's also shady. Like how many friends were your best friend and then also you have a falling yeah. out with? Like, I don't know that it's- that's a pattern with Margaret. It may not be. I think that's a pattern for people who end up on a housewife show and they have yeah. a friend that wants to get involved in the show and doesn't let it just be like Margaret's thing. Yeah. You know, so I could I'm not, see. I'm, how yeah, I'm not totally wrong. sure, but I want fun times on the show. I'm, I'm, I'm holding on right now. That. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm getting a lot of fun times from Dolores. She seems light as a feather light, this yeah. season. She seems so happy. I am getting fun times from Jen Fessler. I think Danielle is into good times. She doesn't seem to get bogged down with stuff like that easily. She just, um, but this Melissa, Teresa, Joe Gorga stuff is really just, it's It's getting dark. It's never Um, ending. It's to, to watch a brother and sister have a phone conversation and not know how to communicate with one another. Yeah. is probably the saddest and darkest thing I have ever seen. And that like goes yeah. all the way back to Beverly Hills season two. Yeah. It's, um, it's not even like for me, it's not even sad anymore. It's really just draining. Like it's like, I, I'm tired. I don't care who's right or who, cause you're both wrong. I think that the way that both people are communicating, both camps are communicating about, I don't even know what we're fighting about anymore. <laughs> We're fighting about. I don't even know. Like you know, it's just like, can you guys maybe both take a season off and figure this out between yourselves, and we can go over here and have fun because it seems like everybody else wants to have fun, and it must be really draining to be on the show and have have them and have them suck the energy out of every room. I primarily blame after just the first what four or five episodes of the season, Joe Gorga. He has yeah. been given so many opportunities to right wrongs and to fix things and to move forward. And he is the most dramatic out of all of them. And then he ups- makes Melissa upset because that's her husband and he's upset. She gets upset. You know, when he had, he was being, um, Teresa almost gave an olive branch by being like, come to my housewarming party. She called him and then he still didn't come. Like he doesn't want to fix it. I think it's more like the thing that they were complaining about is that she does these things when the cameras are up. She wanted to invite him because it looks bad if she doesn't invite him on camera. And they were saying that when the cameras aren't filming, that they don't get invited to stuff. So I think that that would have just been like, he doesn't want to do her any more favors, I think is what he's saying. Please. Um, but I don't, but again, like, who I, knows I don't who's buy right? that. Yeah. No, I don't buy that I, because that's exactly what she was saying like, oh, when the, the girls were like, when you were in prison, they would only show up when the cameras were there. And yeah. if it's family, you don't always need an invitation. You can just yeah. show up, especially when times are tough. And when the cameras go down, like, who cares? And I feel yeah. like Joe Gorga, he made sure there was a camera there when he went to see Joe Judice in the Bahamas. Like, they're all for yeah. camera time. So I don't know. If if someone makes a I mean, kind gesture, then I think that you show up if you want a long-term relationship with them. If someone invites you to their wedding, you show up 
And if you don't, that actually, I think, says a lot more than yeah. everything else. Yeah. And Teresa's not I mean, easy, I right? Like, it's how do you? I mean, none of yeah. them are. Right. I won't fight you on any of it because I don't know who's right. <laughs> like nuts. I'm like okay, cool, yeah. I'm like I'm like they're all fucking nuts to me. I'm like I I I'm worried about like what we do going forward because I'm like, what do we do with this show? Like, who goes? Does Teresa go or does Melissa go? I think Melissa goes. I, you think so? There's nothing that she has to talk about other than complaining about Teresa. I haven't heard anything about her life i i think it would make more sense for teresa to go at this point not because so she should have be like fired. a spinoff have a spinoff or go be happy and just don't be on reality tv because she said it multiple times that she's never had fun filming this show um while on the other hand i think melissa has had fun and i think that melissa's brought on more new people melissa mm. was friends with jackie melissa's friends with rachel melissa's friends with margaret she has more natural friendships on the show and she's nicer to new people. Um, and maybe the dynamic could switch a bit if she wasn't filming with Teresa. That's not to say I don't like Teresa. Obviously I'm a reformed tree hugger, but like I, I just feel like Teresa's story is really perfectly wrapped up finishing with a wedding. Yeah, She could, and not even fire Teresa, like let her say, Hey, I'm not going to do reality TV anymore. Or maybe I'll just do girls trip every once in a while because those are the things that she actually enjoys doing with yeah. like Kenya and Kyle and all them. And it seemed like she was having fun doing that. And it's a nice way to still pop in. Um, I think that Melissa's story is not over yet. I don't know not what story, Melissa's story cause... has ever been. <laughs> okay. Wrong for, okay. I I know what his story is, but I think that right. she's you just know what not I mean? done. I, just, I don't feel like I, just I think know the her. show could be lighter and interesting. It could be. I want her to also show her real life. And I don't know how much she's really shown us. Because if she's actually been making out with this other guy, like, okay, then yeah. we're going back to Robin and Juan territory. Like, come yeah. on, just be honest. It's okay if your relationship isn't 100% monogamous. I know um, people on production for Jersey. And I will say that um, I feel like I don't know what they do over there on Potomac. But I, I don't feel like there's anything hidden on Jersey. Like okay. it'd be very, di it'd be very difficult for them to hide, because the way that this cast works and the way that everyone talks, yeah. these people are in each other's lives. Like nothing really gets kind of hidden for long on Jersey. You know, definitely, I feel like on Potomac, I feel yeah, like they're a little more hidden. covert. Yeah, they're more covert. You've got, you know, with Robin, she just Giselle will do whatever she needs to protect Robin, right? Mm -hmm. And from my understanding of people who run in the same circles as her and kind of know Juan and stuff is that he's always stepped out on her and she mm -hmm. knows about it. And either she is okay with it or she doesn't like it, but she looks the other way. Yeah. And I can't yeah, imagine sure any other scenario, right? Because... Yeah. If she really cared about having a loyal monogamous relationship with him, and then he's had how many different instances? It's ridiculous. Like you wouldn't marry someone like that. Yeah, I mean he's for the streets. From cheap <laughs> hotels to laundromats now. <laughs> he is at laundromats and motels, paying for girls' rooms and their laundry. I just I, when is he home? <laughs> I, he's not home that much, I don't think. I mean, especially if he's spending time in Georgetown with his other girlfriend, you know? Like, yeah. 
Oh my god. What a mess. What a mess Potomac what is. What a mess. <laughs> I feel like we've lost the plot there. It's people have just yeah. focused so much on producing and coming in with storylines and ideas of what the season is going to be and not actually showing their real lives. And now we've gotten to the point where people don't think the show's authentic anymore. And yeah. that's not where you want to be. Everyone can always, oh, I wonder if you can hear my dog crying in the background. She's, I think she's like crying. Oh, no. Sorry. If, sorry if you can. It's okay. Last um, episode that I recorded, my dog had diarrhea in the middle of it. So. Oh, no. Not in my apartment. <laughs> no, I had to. Check her really run. quick. What? Did yeah, go check her, her, of course. One, sorry. One second. Of course, she stops the second I go over there. Okay. Right? <laughs> oh, my okay, God. Perfect. Dogs are so funny. Okay. So <laughs> let's talk about Robin, all that she pulled, right? Going on yeah. her Patreon, telling mm-hmm. her business behind a paywall, and mm-hmm. how they edited the reunion after that happened. Have you ever seen such dragging? It was good. It was good. It was a nice payoff for the fans. <laughs> <laughs> I loved when um, Robin was like, you know, when we're filming, everything we we should we do should happen on oh, camera, yeah. right? And then it was oh, like yeah. two weeks later. Two weeks and later, the thunder, yeah. <laughs> the lightning. <laughs> laughing so hard that is an interesting thing i've noticed that they started doing production wise um they editing wise it's everything is kind of like around the weather did you notice that from the season premiere it was um the cherry blossoms blooming it had a lot to do with springtime then when they were in miami they would film and it was like the the ocean and it and like the Hot did you notice that and then like mexico yeah. was yeah. yeah that's so interesting they also it's, love it's just like an interesting de- show, device of the dozing they show b-roll of the cherry blossoms when they are not in in season like nonstop. so they did okay yeah like continue they're only out for like 10 days <laughs> yeah, they don't, the, the period is so short. The, the period is so short, and they're constantly showing them. And when they showed, like, you know, the cherry blossoms, and it's like the end of January, I'm like, okay, come on, guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's because it's they're trying to create like an identity for the because right. na- it's like because otherwise people don't really oh, still know what, what Potomac, Potomac is. is. They should just be like so, Potomac River. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're just trying to kind of like I am establish like an identity for the. The locale, I guess, right? Because, again, if you ask me, they should be doing that for Jersey. <laughs> right? Because no one knows yeah. what, where in Jersey. Yeah. We're always in people's backyards. So it's kind of like the landscape is just kind of always this green and, and we're near someone's pool and there's tiki torches. I don't know. It's like... <laughs> I love how they film Jersey over the summer now. Because when yeah. it used to be over Christmas... The summer show. It was a sad, sad scene to see that like yeah. big interstate and like no tree, like no yeah, leaves yeah. on the trees, all dark. Sad. I hated it. That's why I didn't watch the show until mm-hmm. season eight. I yeah. held out. I was like, uh-uh, that is not aspirational. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've always said Jersey and those shows should be filmed in the summertime because they're fun shows. You get to go down to the shore. Shows like um, Atlanta and... Beverly Hills, I think, are better in the winter because they're all about ostentatious jewelry, cars, Christmas gifts. The bigger, the better. I don't know. The holidays just seem like 
better. And nobody does it. Yeah. And nobody does Halloween like Atlanta, though. So. Oh, yes. Like a a good fall. (laughs) Um, Okay. Let's talk about Giselle for a minute. So Andy finally, I think, called her out for focusing on other people's stories and not really on her own. And when he did have her talk about her hysterectomy, when she did get choked up talking about it, she said, we'll talk about this later. And he's like, no, we'll we'll talk about it now. Yeah. Like, when did you think we're going to talk about it later? Like, there's not some special sit down for you, Giselle. She needs to be put in her place. I find I'd never even Erica Jane has never said that. Right. What show does she think she's on? Her own that she gets to control because every single season she's decided what the main plot points are. And this is the only season where someone called her out for it. Yeah. What do you think happens to her? I mean, she's, she's definitely not going anywhere. She's like a huge get for them. I think just like as a recognizable face for that franchise, but I think Robin needs to sit one out so that Giselle kind of like plays nice with other people and is forced to kind of forge different dynamics within the group and not just have like someone to lean on all the time. Um, I always wonder what it would have happened if Monique had stayed. Mm, how so? I just think that now knowing what she knows, knowing what she knows now, I think Wendy would have a different, totally different relationship with Monique. I think Wendy's Wendy's chilled out a lot more on the show and is a little, I think, more like the fact that she could even like, I I was shocked that Wendy even made up with Mia by the end of the Mexico trip. If she can do that with someone like Mia, I think she definitely could do it with Monique. Monique is, I don't know. Sorry, I don't really know Mia, but (laughs) Monique seems a lot smarter. And like Monique had a lot more like going on in her life and just like such a more dynamic person or character on the show. I just think that I, I think that like her and Wendy could get along if it weren't for the Giselle of it all. The only thing that I think would keep that from happening is Candace, number one. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. two, Monique is aside from Emily Simpson, the most Monique was like, offered to come back. Yeah, no, I know. I'm just, uh, she was like, she's the most, um, QAnon forward. Oh person, yeah, yeah. That's you that know, and the, yeah. I can't see Wendy <laughs> being down for that. Yeah, that's true. Wendy's, I always forget that part of her tinfoil hat. Can't era. forget it because she called me a sheep <laughs> once on Twitter. Oh my god, not a sheep! I yeah, <laughs> because I promote vaccines because I work in public health. Yeah, yeah. So. She was like, "Yeah, you're a sheep." I was like, "Okay." That's so um, dark. <laughs> Yeah, never mind. That's <laughs> so dark. But, so, like, her kids no, aren't vaccinated, point, probably? Like, oh, they're definitely not, I don't think. Um, and she believes mm-hmm. she can cure most things with essential oils, which... Um, I forget about this. Kill, like, most I always forget animals. This. So, essential oils yeah. are really dangerous for animals. I also wonder what the hell happened to T'Challa. Yeah, I think he hit away. a ceiling fan. And you t- yeah, I think you said this to me once. <laughs> Either you did or somebody else. Or I made it up. (laughs) People make up like tons of different. I think Chachala really did just fly away. Was just like literally trying to escape for years, and finally, (laughs) she's making me smell the eucalyptus. Like, yeah, if I smell these fucking essential oils one more time, (laughs) so dark. I do think. Okay, then what do you think of Sharice coming back and her? Yeah, 
I don't want it. I think we need someone new. Every single episode of this past season, she always looked like she had just worked like a nine-hour shift at a cafe. <laughs> like Mia said, like I love Cherise. She's her eyelashes just <laughs> all over the place. Like that was the funniest thing Sliding Mia's off ever of her said. Face. <laughs> she was just like dragging she's crazy. Such a subtle drag because she's like her, and her eyelashes just sliding off the side of her face. So I was like, <laughs> oh my god, I don't even like Cherise, but damn, that was cold blooded. I don't, I don't need Cherise. I think that. She's she's clearly trying to come against come come against come against the dom, the, the grown dom. dom, um just for camera time. It's like who who comes for Karen? Like that's what I'm so confused. By the end of every season, they're trying to come for Karen. It's like this doesn't go well for anybody that does this. Don't you guys understand that she is like the queen? Like the fandom loves her. People love Karen. You're not. No one's ever going to go up against Karen and win. Because you know what? Even if it was true about Blue Eyes, I don't care. I love her. Let her cheat. I hate <laughs> cheaters, but you know what? I love her. <laughs> so if Karen's cheating, I'm sure Ray did something to make it, you know? Or maybe they have an agreement because he can't walk up the stairs. You know, he can't climb her. I don't give a fuck what Robin and Juan got going on over there at little ho- whatever hotel or whatever, like laundromat. I don't care. But if Karen Ray did it, good for them. That is so funny. I think Karen is so funny, and I don't understand why they're so upset with her giving her. It's a self-title, the Grand Dame. She calls herself the Grand Dame. It doesn't mean anything. Yet they're always coming for her because she calls herself that. And Mm -hmm. how dare she? Why don't you come up with a nickname for yourself? See if it's Giselle. Giselle is Giselle the Streets Bryant. Yeah, right. And streets are saying streets. Wendy's Zenwen. <laughs> yeah, Zenwen. <laughs> I call um Ashley Darby uh Foja Cat. Ah, like a fake oh. Doja Cat. Yeah, because mm-hmm. she looks like her twin. That's interesting. She does. Actually, really do. I've thought has always been very honest on the show, and I appreciated mm-hmm. that. But this season, I feel like she was yeah. kind of in on, oh, let's talk about Chris. You know, none of it made yeah. sense. Yeah. She didn't really make sense this season. At all. Yeah. Nothing nothing about her decision-making really seemed to... Um, sorry if it's, like, really loud. I think there's, like, a police car. <laughs> I don't hear it at all. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, no, nothing really made sense. This, I, this will be the forgotten season, I think, of Potomac. Like, I think... Oh. I think fans will look back and be like, oh my God, that was a weird time. Mm-hmm. It's like season season seven of or season six of Jersey when the oh, twins the were twins. on. And, yeah. I've heard yeah, about that. I think I think we can only go up from here. Okay. So <laughs> I I think we just need maybe one new person. We need a little bit of a shakeup. I want mm-hmm. when they go out and have fun and we get yeah. to see that, that's what I actually want to see. Like pretend the cameras aren't there. They've yeah. gotten too intense about knowing where the cameras are. Yeah. And Giselle agree. can't go to bed early. That's not allowed. Yeah. I mean, just the fact that they all went to that club in Mexico. Like, why are we getting little clips? What? I want to see that. That's all I want to see. I think that's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. But that's what we used to get with New York. Berkshire's was like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm really, I'm really like, optimistic about the new the new cast though i i i feel like bravo knows what they're doing 
And I feel like it's too important for them to fuck up. So I feel like they know what they're doing and I feel like it's going to work out. But they kind of fucked up with Lizzie. Because like I get trying to find an Orthodox Jew, modern Orthodox Jew, and I think that is a really important story. Yeah, especially for New York. Clearly not the right person to share that story because I don't think she is good at knowing how to talk to people outside of her bubble. Yeah, Um, I could see that. You know, and if you are going to kind of be an ambassador for Jewish people and for the modern Orthodox, you need to be able to explain it in a way to communicate that other. Yes. And I just don't think she has the range to do that. And speaking of communication, the conversation that they had about colorism on Potomac, want to get your thoughts. My opinion was like, Oh my God, this feels like when Jewish people argue about anti-Semitism back and forth on uh-huh. social media. And it's like, guys, shh, the Gentiles are listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I, I totally and get that. That's I feel like, like I felt bad watching that conversation as a non-Black person being like, yeah. oh, this is such an internal thing. And you're not presenting a united stance on it for the rest of the audience, which would have been... I think what Candace kind of wanted to get at. I think that Candace was a great kind of like voice for that conversation and to kind Karen. of take the lead. Mm-hmm. And Karen, Karen did a really great job of being like as a light skinned woman, mm-hmm. kind of like being an ally there. Um, but then also um, a missed opportunity though, I think was like Wendy just because of her, like her experience working in politics and speaking on this on a daily basis, and also being at the heart of the conversation or just the drama surrounding this this topic this season, I feel like I would have loved to have heard heard more from Wendy on the topic. Um, but yeah, everything that Karen, Candace was saying was accurate. But it just feels a little bit like Candace likes to always kind of bring it back to herself a bit. And I would have loved to have heard heard more from Wendy in that moment. You know what I mean? But I'm glad that the conversation like happened. I thought they did it in a really good way. And, you know, I feel like Wendy probably did say things and they didn't make the final cut. And that's sucks because I wish maybe we would have gotten more on that and less on some other things that went down. Yeah. Incredibly disappointing, but not at all surprising that Giselle just played dumb and asked she didn't or asked how colorism was relevant to what they were dealing with on the show. Being <laughs> that her great grandfather, I think it is, or grandfather was a civil rights leader, but um, or one of the first black members of the legislation, a Texas legislature. Um, I just found that to be very disappointing. <laughs> I am forever disappointed by her after (laughs) like this season. But my question is like, even if someone's a civil rights leader, you Mm -hmm. can still be colorist, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and so I don't know that like if her whole family is light skinned, maybe she just doesn't want to talk about it the way that white people don't like talking about racism. The kinds of things she was saying is exactly how, the majority of white people respond to conversations on race. What does race have to do with any of this? Right. I think because (laughs) she feels like guilty because she thinks that the second they talk about colorism, it's like, Oh, Giselle and Robin are the ones kind of like perpetuating this. Um, But that's not what Candace was saying. I don't think any of 
my it, cast, yeah, my cast members are, are, are colorists, but she's saying the audience has yes. certain reactions to the darker skinned women. And I don't see why that would be a terrible thing for Giselle to acknowledge. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I felt bad. I was like, oh. Karen. We're having they're having Karen this did like, the work. In, internal conversation <laughs> that like I me, I probably shouldn't be No, this, you're this kind of, I mean it's just like it's good that they have it and it's good that people are now thinking about these things. Yes. Um Yeah, totally. I'm glad I'm I'm proud of Karen in that moment. Me too, especially I'm often proud of Karen. I love Karen. She's, She's such an easy person to stand. She's just so funny, and very few people can make me laugh like her. Yeah. I when she and this again, it wasn't even a big part of any story, but when she tried to film the promotion for Surrey County, not in <laughs> Surrey County, like that will never it's not genius. be funny, yeah. <laughs> like ever. So good. That's yeah. like on the level of like homeless, not toothless, being the name of an actual charity. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Correct. <laughs> I think we need to end with Summer House because okay. there's so much going on there. There's so many dynamics that are changing. And we're at the point prior to Lindsay having a falling out with Danielle. Mm-hmm. And we see Danielle like going super hard for Carl, rightly so. Yeah. And we're witnessing these friendships, but also like the business side of Kyle and Carl's relationship. Yeah. What do you think also about what this se- like what is this season going to be for Summer House? Is this going to be a forgotten season? Are they going to have to rebrand after? Is this sort of the bookmark end of what we knew? I think it could be. I think what we're watching is just people actually maturing. And I think that it's like we're seeing a couple of things. I think we're seeing how fucking toxic the majority of the people in this house are. Mm-hmm. Um because I think that even like last season, is that the wedding season? Yeah, there was a wedding last season, right? Yeah, yeah. Was. Kyle and Amanda. They get to grow up as they met each other on the show. They dated on the show, moved in together on the show. Cheated on each other married. on the show. Well, he did. Right. Yeah, <laughs> get married, mm-hmm. and he's able to kind of showcase himself as like being someone who has matured on reality TV. But then the second that Carl decides that he wants better for himself and goes through the process of doing those things for himself and gets in, you know gets involved with Lisa, Lindsay all of a sudden now it's a problem and it's like he's not growing in the way that you want him to grow so it's an issue and what do you do against what do you do against him because you're upset you get drunk at a dinner table in front of a bunch of like people that aren't even truly good friends with him they're just his coworkers essentially and spray him with information about his drug use at work, which one, by the way, one thing, it's one thing to just say, it would be bad enough if he just said Carl used to always be on drugs. It's quite another to say that he came into work drugged up because now you're not only just saying this on the reality TV, but now anytime he wants to go to a former employer or not former, I'm sorry, future possible employer, they're going to see this. Um, it's just really like, it's reckless. It's really irresponsible. I think it was really disgusting. Yeah. I think as as a friend, but as someone who runs a business, I found it to be just really distasteful, very stupid. And I honestly, if he loses deals because of it, he they'd be right to like lose partnerships or whatever could be on the table there. I just found it was like really, really gross. 
It was, and that's when I think that the show is now taking a turn where it's not like fun anymore. And I think the people that make summer not fun are the very people who are always saying it. It's Kyle, Amanda, Paige, and the rest of the bed sore girls. The bed sore girls being <laughs> Sierra, Amanda, all the girls that just lay in bed all now summer Maya, in their wet bikini Sierra. bottoms, mm-hmm. laying on their duvet covers and wet. Can you swimmer, imagine eating the chips. sand that must get Ugh. into those beds? The smell in those rooms disgusting they're just jealous because Lindsay's living her best life and she's out there with carl and they're a beautiful couple they're they're just they're they're not drinking they're having a good time they're getting up every morning going to barry's boot camp she looks hot she's having a good time great she's not worried about you bitches she's not worried about y'all i will push back (laughs) that i think Lindsay probably isn't a particularly good friend to others okay no 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 uh, trust me like i mean she is Lindsay hubbard right first and foremost activated right no, yes yeah but so she's I, great television she's fantastic and she's more watchable than all of them and i think that's yeah. part of why they hate her not just the fact that she's a difficult yeah. person um i think it's really upsetting for them probably because they feel like they probably have to show up more in order to get screen time when Lindsay's going to get it Anyways, by being chaotic, Lindsay. But that's just the nature of the beast, right? So it is. I do you agree with me though? Yeah. I think that like that's just a really toxic kind of environment for no wonder Carl and Lindsay don't want to be there most of the time. Because I think they're growing up. Kyle um has a lot of work to do. And yeah. I think he in particular is someone who lives a life of excess and extremes. Mm-hmm. So it's like extreme work where he's working probably like 18, 20 hour days and then extreme partying and letting loose. And there is no moderation. And for people I know who have found sobriety, a huge part of that is balance and moderation. So Carl also used to live a life of extremes and he no longer does. And so he's yeah. not yo-yoing back and forth between you know, working a ton and partying a ton. At one point, it was just partying. But he's now found a calmer, more temperate life. And that Mm -hmm. is just not what Kyle thinks life should be. That's not how he runs his company. mm -hmm. And also, we're talking about this just in terms of like life, but then you add in a reality show and it changes how you film the show because if you're filming it on the weekends and you're drunk every night and waking up hungover and then having this shame spiral or whatever, it's just like, but Carl's not experiencing that. So now they're living two completely different realities while filming a reality show. And I'm sure Kyle also feels some type of way because there's only what three guys total in the house. And one of them now is, you know, do you think that they didn't bring back Luke and Andrea. I mean, I know Andrea has a girlfriend and all that, but to, almost to isolate Carl and Lindsay and see what happened? I don't think so. No, okay. I think there might have been some other reasons. I'm not sure. It's but weird I don't know. I don't see that. So many women and not any it is guys. Weird. It's it's not the same dynamic that we've seen before. The show's different now. I think they've also invested way too much in a bunch of new people. And every time I turn around, there's just like, I don't care about the new blonde girl or the new guy or I this Gabby, like Gabby girl. I like Gabby. She's all right. She's definitely like of the newish people, like my favorite, but mm-hmm. Maya, I can't stomach. Um, Maya seemed to make a 
big change from last year. Like she is someone who has a lot of opinions and everyone else is wrong. And she's just like how she, she's also just like not a very fun person. She just like, seems like she's always mopey and like, yeah, all of them have just really unusual relationships with alcohol and drugs and how she was just like, you know, Paige was like, I have some bad news. Like, I can't take tequila shots anymore. She's like, this is the <laughs> worst thing you could have told me. And yes, they're being facetious and they're yeah. joking. But what is it about Maya bringing around a, an entire bottle of tequila and forcing people to take shots throughout the week? Like, that is also yeah. a little bit performative, weird. Like, why can't yeah. you just let people drink when they feel like drinking? Why does it, it have to be so much, a pressure thing? It says so much about the way they're treating Carl with this sobriety. Right? That was it what was so, so shocking to me. It's like, wouldn't you think a little bit more about how you drink and how you present alcohol and all of that? And wouldn't you also try, and this is where I'm A real friend would. Kyle. A real friend would. If I, if I had a best friend who found sobriety, I would go to an Al-Anon meeting. I would try and learn about what it means to try and live a sober lifestyle and what it means to be an alcoholic or someone who, you know, misuses drugs. Like, I I would try yeah. and understand it. I feel like none of them are trying at all. Yeah. yeah. So I have a lot not- of strong opinions on that. And so it's really hard to watch. It doesn't feel fun because I'm so angry. I'm like, come on, guys. Look at he he did some of the hardest work a human being can do, and it is a daily struggle for him. It is a continuous struggle. And all you're doing is giving like, him grief. Giving him grief. Yeah. And and it's funny because they did that little kind of flashback scene of Maya and him sitting in a room. And she's like, I really just miss my friend. And I feel like this relationship has changed. And she's saying in the flashback, she says, you know, I don't really drink as much and I go to sleep pretty early. So he's like, so you could be my buddy this summer. Do you remember that? When yes. they first met? And then I'm like, and what happened like, to her? Why does she have to well, change? The only thing that shifted that we're not talking about is the fact that he doesn't drink at all. But you are now in with this crowd crowd of cool kids that i don't know there's a lot there i feel like this reunion is going to be more interesting than the se- than the whole season alone that's probably true work i yeah. mean how could you go back to so i listened to an interview that ryan bailey did with kyle cook where kyle said before the season started filming I went out to dinner with Carl and I was like, listen, this season's going to be really rough for us, but we know where we're at in our friendship and in our Mm -hmm. relationship. And like, I don't want this season to, as we're watching it back, take us back there, you know? And they both agreed not to say negative things about each other and to like, (laughs) right? And then Kyle goes on Watch What Happens Live and defends everything that he said. I mean, if he had gone and said, I messed up, I shouldn't have said any yeah. of those things. I apologize to my friend and I apologize again tonight. It's, you know, the frustrations I had, I should not have aired that way. That would be a very different story. But he was just like, him and Amanda are so like, you don't know how hard it was to work with him when he was using. Why didn't you fire him then? <laughs> fire him if it was so hard to work with him. Now you're you're keeping him around and he's supposed to like grovel now, and only, thank you and constantly yeah. be happy that he has a job you're gonna hold it over his head don't do you're that no one wants head, that but also 
make it seem like you're a victim when you're the employer. If that's right. not something that's working in your business, it says actually more about you as an employer Ooh. and less about him as a per. Right. Yep. So I don't know. <laughs> it seems like someone's, I don't know. I really can't stand them. I I used to like, yeah. Did you know that they, um, did we talk about this? They like s- someone from production interviewed me for, for this season that we're watching. Wait, for what? Summer. To be did on the show? No, yeah. they also interviewed Jeff Epstein from like for two summers ago. Oh, okay. I think I've heard that too. I don't know who true Jeff Epstein is, but I mean, I've heard of him. I think either you told me this or he's someone out else in did. LA, but his family is I in Northern Jersey is... and he comes out a lot for the summer and he was in the same high school as Amanda, but they weren't friends. I think Steven Krugel, I think is. Yes, they're, they're like buddies. Right. Really good buddies. Okay, okay. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, they interviewed me for it and for this season that we're watching now and I'm like, thank God that didn't work out. I would have flipped <laughs> my shit. There's no way. Oh my God. Be- <laughs> what would you have done? I would have, I probably would have been hanging out with Le- Lindsay and Carl. Yeah. Take me with you. Take me with you. I, I'm not, I can't be here. It's- You're going to Barry's at 8 a.m. You're like, yes. I'm doing the yeah. thing. I guess I'm not drinking either then. Fuck it. I can't be with these people. It's, yeah, they're too fake over there. Um, no, I, I had like a, like a one, I was like 45 minutes. Um, someone from production reached out and yeah, it was for this season. Do you know who recommended you? I don't know. So I don't Han- know. Hannah don't Burner know. recommended Jeff. Oh, okay. So they Hannah like Burner, know each other. I'm friends. I am friends with her. So maybe that's, but she wasn't on, you know, at the time. So I don't know. She wasn't on when they interviewed Jeff. It was like, she had just oh. left, but she had made that recommendation in the past. Okay. And so they were like going through people who have connections and the fact that he went Got to the same high school as Amanda and like that kind of stuff. But And I've met Lindsay before and Daniel okay. once, but I don't think that would have been the connection. So interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Thank God that didn't work. I don't I wouldn't have said yes anyways, because no. Yeah. Do <laughs> you want to no be a re- selling- reality TV personality? Do not, and especially not in Montauk with a bunch of crazy straight people um, <laughs> all summer. <laughs> good, it's I'm good. Become such a straight show, like such. I a... know that's what I'm saying. Like we would need some kind of like flavor in there somehow. Right? I don't know because they used yeah. to have what was his name? Was it Stephen, the guy in the beginning? Yeah, but the gays have never hit the way they're supposed to. Right. So I would have been the first one to really do it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I am as you know. I probably I don't mean to malign my brothers and sisters. I could totally community, see, but yeah, Lindsay and Carl like going out to a gay club with you and just dancing oh, yeah. and having the best time. I'm sure, I'm sure. And then I I feel like if the others came, they'd probably act like it was fucking Mardi Gras or like everyone was just there to be pieces of furniture or accessories. Oh right, you know so. Oh my god. Paige would show up in some like matching rainbow two set from Zara. <laughs> like her little influencer clothes. She'd be like, um, photo shoot real quick at in front of the, the flag. I don't know, just like some bullshit. Uh, I see, I would not do well in this house. I would like the, after day one, I would be like, come pick me up. I don't I can't do this. think Amanda, Paige, Sierra, any of them have I don't think they're like bad people or no. I, or I'm just guys. Like I'm just joking. This no, is no, no. I just I um, really they're probably Kyle nice girls for a lot of the stuff. Like I feel like 
he was there for Carl when Carl was at his lowest. And now that yeah. Carl climbed, like climbed out of that hole is he Carl likes an underdog to be internal. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. There's people like that. There's people like that, that don't want to see, they like you in this down. spot that you're in because they need you. But then when that person doesn't feel like they need you anymore, then it kind of fucks up his whole structure of the way he thinks that the friendship should always work. He thinks that I should be the employer and I'm doing you a favor and carl doesn't think that carl doesn't live his life like that i can tell that mm-hmm. from watching the show he's living his life being happy he's just like you know you feel like you know i see someone that has like a second lease on life that's trying to like do the right things now and and live in a way that's like you know the cons- life like that his brother yeah. never got yeah exactly Anyways, there's there's so much there. There's I think it's gonna so be really much. It's so dark. Um, do, do you watch Vanderpump <laughs> Rules at all? I don't. Okay, it's I can only stand a so much of the twenty something. Yeah, you would have to go back to the beginning to really enjoy. Which I'm not. The beginning, the beginning of Vanderpump Rules is my favorite. Those first yeah. three seasons, I think, are the best three seasons of reality TV yeah. ever in the history of reality TV. In my people opinion. talk about it, but because mm. it was so real because they were like poor and they lived in these like shitty apartments and were all sleeping with each other and like didn't realize what was to become of that the show like they had no idea that i don't even think like stassi has said in interviews that she just never even thought it would get picked up she was like sure whatever i'll do this yeah you know yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) it just became like that's the best kind of reality tv and that's what was, was so good. It was like before everyone else started paying attention to it also. For me to like get into it, it would take another pandemic. <laughs> oh, God. <let's, laughs> I would have to we... be inside. So <laughs> That's what but, it took for me to get into Miami. It was Omicron. It was like, ooh, there's another okay. wave. I'm going back indoors. Yeah. <laughs> well, Miami's well worth it. <laughs> oh, Miami is so good. Any thoughts on that? Yeah. On that season? On, on um, what's happening thus far? I'm nervous because I feel like we're starting to get into teams territory. Yeah. You know, but I think that what has to happen next season is I think maybe, well, Adriana, there's no way coming. There's no way. There's no coming back from this. I don't think. You don't think that she would be made. uh, I mean, she's getting like main cast member time. And she is. Um, I just don't think that there's a way to keep her on that's natural any longer. I think their relationship is so deteriorated. Yeah, it's just like, and she's she's actually turned into a Danielle Staub mm-hmm. character, at least in my eyes, someone who is just drama, and there's no fun to be derived from her being on screen. It's really just like, yeah, um, and that's such a fun show. It I think that now show. that it's been doing so well, I think maybe if she goes away, and I hate to say it, but well, Gertie. Probably. Oh, I like Gertie. You I do? think there's more there. I think I love her husband. I, think, I love that I relationship. Think, it's nice yeah, to see a guy him. just be there be and not there. try to make this about him. It's like, oh, this is your thing. I'm here to support yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. But we never get no, that from these husbands, and he's so hot. We love him. Yeah. Um, but I would love to see like someone who is kind of like. Because there were a few rumors about, like, I think Paulina Rubio or, or what's her name? I forget her last name. She's like, she was like a singer. 
I forget I have her. No idea. I'm totally butchered. <laughs> I, I, she's like some kind of like like early 2000s kind of like pop singer. Um, I think she's someone like that was in talks originally, and there were a couple of people going. Their names were kind of swirling around, and I would love to see someone actually like maybe semi-famous mm-hmm. in Miami culture come on, but maybe be friends with Nicole and Julia. Mm-hmm. I think you know? Julia without Adriana would be much more interesting. Because she hides behind Adriana. She does. And it sounds like Marisol and Alexia actually have a good relationship with Julia now. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like people actually like her. See that, you know? Yeah. Plus, I I want more Martina. Yeah. I love Martina. I agree. I agree. I do like Julia. (laughs) I'm not ready to give up on her yet. She's not not my favorite, obviously. But um, it's just such a good show. It really is. It's so good. Do you think Marisol should be made a main? No, Character. I think she's perfect where she is. Mm-hmm. Marisol should be a friend of. To she's me, a great friend of. She's like yes. a leading friend of the way that. Who is it? Sorry, Marlo. The way that Marlo oh, yeah, was yeah. leading, yeah. and like once Marlo yeah. became a peach holder, it wasn't as good. <laughs> yeah. So it's like uh, let's keep you where we like you. I have an affinity for Marlo, even though she's so problematic. But I have a feeling that this season she'll really kind of makeup for last season i think she just kind of had a freak out tried to be everything to everybody tried to think that she was going to be like the queen of the scene and i think if she chills out a bit i don't know she'll recalibrate it's always nice to see someone that can recalibrate but not completely reinvent themselves i feel like wendy did too much between her first and second season i would have liked to see a smaller recalibration um (laughs) you know and then like jen aiden i wish she would watch herself back and recalibrate a little and be like okay i i'm you know in constant fights with people maybe i need to like try and find some common ground and let a few things go just have fun just enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> tell everyone. I think also, thank you so much for being on this podcast. I know it's been, of course, it's a crazy uh, time of year, I think, for everyone. Yes. But tell everyone where they okay. can find you, where they can listen to your podcast. Um, I think you have a Patreon too, all mm-hmm. the stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the podcast is uh, uh, the B list. Yeah. The B list <laughs> of Pet Shop Boy. I forgot the name for a second. <laughs> Um, the B-list of Pet Shop Boy. Um, I'm on Instagram at Pet Shop Boy. I'm the underscore Pet Shop Boy on Twitter. I don't really tweet that much. Um, yeah, the podcast is pop culture. We cover Bravo stuff, but we also talk about things like, I don't know, just current events, pop culture. You've been on before. It's yeah. just fun. Demon talk about everything. <laughs> Demon Twink. We talk about everything. It's my we, favorite I mean, <laughs> episode in the history of any episode of any podcast. I've listened to it like four think, times, and every time I, think I, I had like, Ty Sullivan on, right? He did. Yeah, it was yeah, so yeah, funny. Yeah, the detail, All yeah. of it is just this, this it's just idea, gay pop culture. especially but people who like me who like aren't gay and don't live in New York yeah. would have <laughs> no idea that there was like a designated like gr- fan group that would go on a boat party like the Britney yeah. boat and the bar boat like I was like that oh, yeah, blew my mind I'm like who was renting these boats who was coordinating oh God, yeah. and it was your friend that was coordinating it's, everything it's amazing yeah it's a little <laughs> I, world I feel like I need to come up to New York this summer and just to go on one of these like boat things but then I'll it let would you just know be, let me know I would just to witness it <laughs> oh, then, then the question is like once things go south like there is a demon twink, you can't get off. You're, you can't get yeah, off the boat. Like You're the stuck. You're stuck on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I would have done. Oh man! So 
Um, I on the podcast I have like different guests on. I have like housewives on occasionally. I think the last housewife was Angie K. Yeah, Angie K was think on. Of her? Heather Gay was on right before her. I really love Angie K. That was the first time I had really like sat down and talked to her and her stories. She's got a really interesting kind of backstory. Yeah. Um, she's a really successful businesswoman. So, and you would have never known if she hadn't sat down for a podcast and such a lovely woman. Um, so it's really good insight kind of like into, I, I really talk like a lot with these women and not just like, for instance, like I didn't just talk about the Jen Shaw stuff with Heather K. I talked about the inner, di- the inner workings of how the show began who mm-hmm. she still talks to that maybe was cast originally, but didn't make the final cut, things like that. Just like, I'm really interested in like the inner machinations and like the behind the scenes stuff of that whole world. Speaking um, of original mm-hmm. casting, I'm 99.9% sure that um, the original casting of Summer House was around a certain person and it was like she was the connector for all the friends, but she was never actually cast in the show. They just <laughs> used all of her friends. That happens. That happens. Can you imagine? And it's just I like... I would be so pissed. And then all be. the people <laughs> who weren't like the star became the stars. That's so crazy to like, me. Like Amanda was just hooking up with Kyle. It wasn't even... Yeah. She had no yeah. interest in reality TV. Like she didn't come. She was like being in like a different house. Yeah. They met at a bar. Yeah, yeah. And That's so crazy. It's, it's so wild. Just thinking um, about that. I'm trying to think of other. I mean, that kind of is Sharice's story. Sharice was mm-hmm. the person who brought everyone to Potomac, and then eventually was the first one to get kicked off. <laughs> well, she's actually, not Katie was. Katie was really, but um, yeah. I want, no. Wait, I want Katie to come back. I don't. It's too dark. Really? I love Katie though. But don't she's sober now. Yeah, it's just like she's she's working she, at Whole Foods. It's not like interesting. Yeah, that's true. For this. Yeah. yeah. I just wanna I guess I just want like a tell all from her on like what she would thinks be. of all of the women and what's happening now and things yeah. that they said back in the day that she could then throw back in their face. Like that's what I want to know from her. It would be interesting. She has an interesting Twitter presence. Let's just say that. She's literally been on there begging Andy Cohen for a job. It's really? Like, yeah. It's, yeah. It's like, <laughs> um, okay. That's, I don't want to. We love Katie Roast. Yeah. No, it's, yeah. It's no. Okay. We love her though. Love her though. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it. And of we course. will, of course, talk again soon. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thank you for having me on.